0: All right. Hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back to Me, Myself, Imani for episode three healing in the homeland. I know it's been a while since I've posted an episode. I've had like a lot of life changes happen, and I just needed to take some time off to bounce back. But I appreciate those who are eager for whenever I post, and yeah my goal is to like at least post an episode once a month i know i miss february but going forward like that's my goal and with time ideally bi-weekly once i start getting some more content out but that's where i'm looking at yeah let's get into today's episode <laughs> decided to do an episode about my trips to visiting Peru twice in my life. I thought it was fitting because today is actually my, my dad's 12th death anniversary and so this has been on my mind and I just felt like a good time to talk about those experiences and the theme of grief in the body specifically and how, Symptoms of grief can like show up physically in the body as well, because I think we often talk about grief as an emotion and not as a physical response that the body is having to that as well. First, I wanted to pull up this article from Empathy.com. The article is called How Grief Can Affect Your Body. It says a common complaint among bereaved people is a feeling that there is a hole or an emptiness in their stomach. Other grief-related digestive issues range from nausea and queasiness to constipation and diarrhea and can include more extreme issues like heartburn, acid reflux, weight fluctuations, or even irritable bowel syndrome. So I wanted to give that little example real quick because this kind of summarizes like how I was feeling when I visited both times um, to Peru but especially the first time. My first visit was I just was really sick when I visited Peru the first time. I was extremely nauseous and just bathroom problems, like everything. And so yeah, I didn't realize like at the time it was because the grief in my body was like so overwhelming. And but yeah, that brings me like to my first trip going to Peru um was in March of 2016. So I was a senior in high school at the time, and my cousins on my dad's side, so my primas, they were planning to return back to uh, Lima, Peru, where my family's from, for the first time since they had immigrated to the U.S. in their teens, and they were in their twenties at this time. So I remember being like a really special and like important thing that was happening, and. I think my cousins told me like a year in advance. So at this point, I'm like 17 and it's like a year before. And I remember asking my mom and telling her like, hey, I want to go to Peru. My cousins are going. They're going to visit the family. And I feel like this would be a good thing for me to do. And she didn't have any issues with me going. But my mom was basically like, you know, if you want to go, you're going to have to like finance your plane ticket pretty much like figure out how to pay for that and I was like bet, you know and that was honestly when I got my first job was in high school at TJ Maxx and so the main purpose for that job was for me to save up for a year to buy my plane ticket to Peru and that's something I'm really proud of as like a 17 year old that I was very disciplined and literally would save half of my paychecks um, uh, for the plane ticket like spend the other half or whatever and yeah and so that's what i did i made it happen i just felt like it was an opportunity like opportunities like that like don't come around often i was just determined to make it happen and i did and yeah we spent 11 days during my spring break so during march 11 days and yeah i spent half of my trip with my cousins and their dad so my uncle and when we got to lima we immediately went to la playa Pucusana, which is like a beach town outside of lima i think like 45 minutes to an hour and so yeah like to backtrack real quick like my trip to peru was like a lot of first in my life it was like the first time I went on a plane, the first time I've been out the country, the first time I was on the beach. It really was just super significant to me and just so much adventure that I had the opportunity to to like explore and do. So yeah, I spent like the first half of my trip with my cousins and their dad, um, in like a small beach town. And I just remember like immediately being sick because One, traveler sickness that just happens being in a different altitude and climate and I had never traveled before and in general I'm just like a nauseous person so there was that aspect to it but I know like a main culprit was the fact that we had like fresh ceviche like off the beach and ceviche is like one of my favorite Peruvian dishes. I don't really like seafood in general but i'll make an exception for ceviche it's fish cooked in like lemon and lime juice super good but my like little american stomach was not accustomed to fresh seafood from the beach like to my plate because the restaurant was literally on the beach and so yeah that just caused a lot of stomach problems and i just remember literally having to go to the small clinic over there to get shots because i literally wouldn't stop vomiting Something I wanted to mention that, like, was super significant with my trip was during that time. Actually, I spent my dad's, like, fifth death anniversary in Peru. So, which is, like, super crazy. Because, like, if you would have told me, like, when my dad passed that five years later I would be in his home country, like, I wouldn't have believed you. And the fact that it's 12 years later and I'm doing a podcast episode about it you know it just shows me like life is really full circle yeah that was extremely hard but like beautiful to say I got to spend like my dad's death anniversary in his home country like it just felt like home in a way I didn't know I was like searching for this place until like I was there type feeling and not just even the place but the people in my family After I spent a few days at the beach town with my cousins, I ended up going with my other uncle, my dad's brother, spending with him and his wife, my aunt, and his um, kids, my cousins. And so we kind of split up the rest of our trip so my cousins could be with their family and then I was with my family and we regrouped before, you know, the end of the trip. Yeah, so we went from the small beach town back to Lima, this capital of Peru it's very you know Americanized it's very touristy super like everyone speaks like Spanish and English pretty much yeah I don't know being with my family was healing but really hard I remember seeing my uncle and I just my dad's brother and for the first time and I just like cried when he picked me up because He looks just like my dad. Yeah, it was just like really surreal for me. Like, But it's just crazy, like meeting family for the first time in your life that you've always heard about, you've always known about. I think children of immigrants can relate to this. It's just crazy to me, like how much you can be loved by people that like you've never met, you know? And I really had that feeling when my uncle and my aunt just like kind of took me in with open arms like into their home you know and fed me and let me stay with them and you know gave me the tour pretty much I don't know like that is beautiful that family I had never met in my life it like automatically just felt like natural you know and I really think it was healing for my family too to see me because they had a lot of questions about my dad and like my dad had passed like really suddenly and Um, things like that and it was hard for me to like kind of give them the closure they were looking for because there really wasn't any closure. I remember they would ask like did he have like any last words you know about like his siblings or his family in Peru and I'm like no because like my dad just wasn't there mentally like at the end and so to have to say that you know like to their faces and just kind of you know rip Um, the band-aid off of this huge wound that I had been living through, but had no choice but, like, to acknowledge, you know, during this time. And I really feel like my body reacted that way, too. Like, I think I kind of got away from, like, 13, 18, like, not feeling grief as intensely as maybe I needed to, just because, like, I was a child and didn't have the language or support system, you know, to, to, like, cope with that and being in Peru seeing my dad's family talking to them in Spanish and being there you know during his death anniversary it was just just a full circle moment and it was good but it was hard you know but it was like one of the most unique experiences I've had in my life truly because just because of like the timing of the trip and the timing of my life. This was like my senior year of, pro- I mean, senior year of high school before I was going to college. You know, just a lot of life change in general. Yeah, it's just different when you're three thousand miles away from home and you see what life is like, like somewhere else. And this is a concept too um, that I mentioned before, kind of the grief of like what could have been. We don't always grieve what was, but what could have been. And I think going to Peru, like made me sad in a way it's like more sad in a way knowing like damn, this could have been my life you know in in another like world or you know universe or whatever you know I could have somehow like lived in Peru maybe and yeah like that was interesting because a huge difference between the cultures between American and Peruvian culture is the collective versus individualistic mentality and that's something too i wanted to talk about that i thought was really important i have this article from infojoy.com i'm going to link both articles in my description just to give a quick definition of what is collectivism it says collectivism is defined as cultures that value the needs of a group over those of an individual in a collectivistic culture, people's identity is determined by the characteristics of the collective groups to which they belong instead of those of the individual. And so this is, for example, adults raised in a collectivist culture and we prioritize the needs of the family over their own life goals. And then just to quickly give a definition for individualism is defined as a culture that values an individual's needs over a group or a community. In an individualistic culture, people are defined as individuals and by personal characteristics. So basically, like, in Peru, specifically being with my family, I saw, like, how tight-knit the family was and how that's how they live their life is, like, being around each other. I feel like in the U.S., after you're an adult, you know, like, maybe you'll see your family here and there or, like, holidays. But in Peru, it's, like, my aunt and uncle lived in a house, and then their kids are grown, like, older than me and have their own children. So, like, my cousins had kids they live like literally like down the street and every morning would come over for breakfast and like we would all eat breakfast and then they'd go to work and it was just like that was just normal you know like they live close by they eat breakfast every day together they see you know each other every day and yeah it just like made me long for that because I guess because like my nuclear family is just me and my mom after my dad passed and that's something that I think is kind of hard to explain to people that going from like a family of three to two is like really hard you know like because like three is already small but then two is like damn like you know it it is like a big difference but yeah it was honestly such a beautiful trip going to the beach going to the city being with my family it sucked I felt like shit pretty much the whole time but looking back like I see why I see why I was nauseous and why I was just having like, you know, extreme stomach pain and vomiting and all that because one, that's normal. And two, like, how could I not? You know, I feel like that was that was like the response my body had and it makes sense. And hopefully if other people are feeling that, you know, that's why I wanted to bring it up that like it's normal to have physical symptoms of grief if, you know, you feel sick or if you feel like not a hundred percent like health wise, like grief might be a reason, you know, even years later, because I think a lot of people just assume like when it's recent, that's when it hurts the most. And I've talked about that with time already. But I mean, even for me today, on my dad's like 12th anniversary, like I don't have an appetite today and like woke up feeling kind of nauseous. And I know it's because it's like been on my mind and kind of like anticipating it. And yeah, so like just know that's a normal response. Yeah, hopefully that can bring some comfort. Yeah, my second trip to Peru, I, that was the first trip. And then the second trip was two years later in May of 2018. So even though it was only two years later, it felt longer just because so much had happened in my life. I, at this point, just finished my sophomore year of college, I was living in a different town. Yeah, like my circumstances in my life were just different. But I had the opportunity to study abroad for three weeks in Cusco, Peru. And then I spent a week with my family in Lima before flying back. So 11 days versus a month was a huge difference. And honestly, my second trip is the most fun trip I had to Peru. My first trip was really emotional, obviously, and just so many like newness and getting acclimated and like culture shock. my second trip, I felt like I was a little bit more prepared and excited because Cusco is the cultural capital of Peru. So, like, even though Lima is the capital, Cusco actually used to be the capital, I think, before, like, colonization. And that's where Machu Picchu is. Like, the geography is very different. The geography of Peru is kind of broken up into mountains, jungle, and coast. So Lima is a coastal city. Not only like geographically is Cusco different, but like I mentioned, culturally, that was like a huge, I guess, like thing I learned was that Quechua, which is an Incan uh, language, indigenous language of Peru, is still spoken. Like Quechua and Spanish are like interchangeable, whereas in Lima, because it's a little bit more Americanized... English and Spanish was like the norm. And so it was just like, a, honestly, an educational experience to see that, well, one, like the indigenous erasure that we're taught in schools, like we're kind of taught that the Incas, the Aztec, the Mayans, and all these indigenous cultures of Latin America are like dead and like you know, ancient and just like a million years ago. And it's like, well, there's still like indigenous people and there's still these languages spoken and their culture is still alive. It was eradicated a lot and minimized, but it's still there, you know. So that was just really cool. And I ended up learning that my dad's first language was Quechua because he was born in a smaller rural town. And then Later in his like childhood, around five, like him and his siblings moved to Lima and that's when he went Spanish. And so that was just like, damn, like I have more indigenous roots than I even realized and just had a developed an appreciation for Inca culture and, you know, Quechua and just like how indigenous people live there. My second trip was just extremely busy. Like the three weeks I studied abroad was just like jam packed of school activities excursions like it was super fun but i just remember being extremely tired because even like going to machu picchu we had to wake up at 4 a.m we got like four hours of sleep the night before you know like that was just kind of the schedule we were on it was a lot of traveling but so worth it i would do it again if i could do it again i would do it in a longer period of time I know, like, some study abroad programs are, like, six weeks or eight weeks or something, and I think those I would recommend more just because you have more time to, like, enjoy where you're at, but if you only have the opportunity to go for a few weeks, still do it, but yeah, that's, like, my take on that now after experiencing that. Cusco like was just really beautiful in the mountains just a little bit slower like the lifestyle I guess I think Lima is like the city and it's a little bit like hustle and bustle but I felt like in Cusco like more of a sense of like peace and like calmness yeah going back to like collective culture like I was never alone when I studied abroad I was I lived with like six other girls who were on my trip From college and we were basically always together we walked to class go to dinner together be in the house together even when I went with my family for a week I was always with my aunt or uncle or cousins and so it was really hard coming back home like to Texas after that month because I was with friends and family for a whole month and then I just kind of went back to my college apartment and I had roommates at the time who were my friends, but they had their own lives and schedule. And so I kind of had a reverse culture shock, which is when you like study abroad and you might have like an initial culture shock when you go somewhere. But then when you come back, you have a reverse culture shock because you got alchemated to this new culture and now you're having to like re adjust again and it can be a lot and for me personally adjusting back to individualistic culture and like being alone and you know in the U.S. we're more driven by like jobs and careers and like you know it's all about me it's like my house my job my car my education it's less about the family or the community or collective as whole that like just sucked like it was depressing honestly like to go from like what kind of felt like paradise just like the beauty of Peru and the like just so majestic like the landscapes and the history and like the culture the food and to come back you know after so long it was really hard for me but I don't know Um, I know a lot of people who have parents from different countries and born in the U.S. share this feeling of like ni de qui, ni de ya, which translates roughly to like neither here nor there like from the country of our parents or it from the U.S. because it feels like we're never enough for one group and especially me being mixed race you know in Peru like I'm the American and then like in America like I know what it's like to I know what like life is like outside the U.S. I try to embrace my Peruvian culture. And so I feel like too Peruvian for like my American friends, you know? And it's, so it feels like, neither here, nor ni, de aquí, ni de Like I'm not from anywhere. Something I've taken away from that is like, it's beautiful. We have the opportunity to like create our own space. And it sucks because as humans, we seek belonging. And you know, like we don't belong to one group or the other. But knowing that we are like a mixture of both and can have the ability to take from both cultures and languages, you know, I think is really beautiful. And it's like, that's kind of why I have stopped saying like, I'm half Peruvian and half white because, although like, that's true, I try to say like, Peruvian American now because it's like, I'm not half of anything. And it's like, I'm fully Peruvian and I'm fully American, like at the same time. And yeah, I'm just... Well, that's a big struggle, and personally, like I've been through that struggle too. basically, that was you know my trips, and I was definitely sick the second time as well, but not as much. thankfully came a little bit more prepared with some medicine and stuff, some preventatives. I understand why, like looking back, my body reacted like that, and yeah, I just like hope those experiences show like the tangible symptoms of grief and how. It's just so complex, you know, it was so beautiful and healing to be in my dad's home country, especially twice, but hard, because it's like, I never thought I'd be in my dad's home country without him, and knowing my dad didn't have the opportunity to visit, like he lived in the U.S. for like 15 years, and just never had the opportunity to visit, and I did, and knowing like I got to go to Machu Picchu, which like a lot of Peruvians haven't even had the privilege to do that since it's so touristy and expensive and you know further away so like I don't take that lightly at all and I'm just so grateful that I've been given those opportunities it's just bittersweet because yeah like I just wish it could have been with uh, my dad and you know I like left Peru the second time just like loving my dad more learning about him more learning about him through his family through the stories they told, um, just so healing that storytelling for me to hear about my dad before he even moved to the U.S. and my dad was like 35 before he moved to the U.S. Oh, so he had a whole life and family before meeting my mom and having me. And yeah, it was just like he was gonna walk in through the door the way my family spoke about him and. Yeah, I hoped like we could kind of heal each other a little bit. I don't know. It's just there's really no words for like how beautiful and special like those times were to me. I hope to visit again in the future. Thank you for listening and thank you for continuing to like follow and support me. I've just, like I said before, just kind of been hard on myself because I haven't been consistent with my posting, but life happens and I hope to come back stronger and you know, I want to give quality content and not just rush something together for a deadline. I want this to be, you know, a project that I'm proud of. And so thank you guys, you know, for listening, supporting. I am on YouTube, so follow me on YouTube. I will put that in the description as well. I just have one episode uploaded. I'm working on uploading the second and third one on there, but go ahead and subscribe to that if you like follow me on Instagram as well. I think I'm going to post some Peru pictures just to celebrate this episode and everything so y'all can see a glimpse of that if you want. Yeah, um, in terms of the grief series, I wanted to do another guest episode. It just hasn't happened yet due to like distance and like recording issues. I think I'm going to take a pause from the grief series and come back to it later because it's just heavy and I knew this is something like I couldn't knock out all at once and so I definitely want to come back to it and in the future but after my next episode I want to move on to some other topics as well and so yeah follow my Instagram for pictures but also like I like to do polls and stuff too just to get y'all's opinions and like you know kind of themes I should do next or you know things like that and so you know, if you don't have Instagram, you're, feel free to message me um, on, you know, email as well. And yeah, that's just my vision right now. Thank you guys so much for your support and love. Rate me on all the podcast platforms if you want. Be sure you're following me and I'll see you guys next time.